0: Welcome to the Church Office Podcast. My name's Gavin Smith and it is a joy to welcome you today and thank you for taking the time to to listen in. And uh, today I'm interviewing uh, Linda Richley who we work together at Christchurch in Newport. Uh, She serves as a PA to me and serves in many different ways in the office and she's got a real heart for Mercy ministry. So it's a great opportunity for you to find out a little bit more about what she does behind the scenes. All right. Good morning, Linda. How are you?
1: Morning. I'm good. Thank you. Thanks (laughs) for coming. Thank you for having me. Is this your
0: first debut podcast?
1: I have never done a podcast ever. Yeah. Um, I don't think I even knew what one was until a few little while ago. So uh, (laughs) it's all very new to me.
0: It is. I'm sticking a mic in front of you, and we're (laughs) we're chatting in the office, uh, social distance. So uh, yeah, it's it's good to be here. Uh, So Linda, tell us a bit about um, your work behind the scenes. What are you involved in? you probably be able to explain it the best
1: okay so basically I do anything that Gav needs me to do to support him and that could be a vast array of things working in the office it could be um, sorting out finance keeping an eye on the petty cash getting the invoices ready for payment managing our church suite or helping to manage it there's a group of us in the office that are learning more and more about church suite and all yep. that, that entails working at how we can do our rotors and plan things through that um i keep our dbs checks up to date you do indeed. um i work on projects with gav so um a little while ago we we ran the gathering um, There was a lot of work behind the scenes for that so that's uh, part of my massive
0: role. amount of work for that it yeah was, <laughs> it was like whoa
1: have we ever done anything like this before no but yeah. we're gonna do it um and then of course i i help with mercy multiplied and that's probably my main passion uh, the thing that i I really enjoy doing is connecting with people in our community and having opportunities just to come alongside them
0: yeah and that's what you're brilliant at yeah and the the role behind the scenes kind of facilitates that doesn't it and gives you time and room to be able to to serve the community in that kind of this new mercy uh, ministries project so outside of the church you're also involved in other areas or have done in the past you've been involved in CAP Yep. Christians Against Poverty. Tell us a little bit about that and your okay. involvement with them.
1: Yes, yeah, so a little while ago um, our church planted a church in Merthyr Tidville um, and I was part of the team that went to, to support with that um, and as part of that um, i had taken early retirement from the probation service. A pr- my, my career job was as a probation officer And uh, I clearly remember Tony Graham saying to me, oh, you can have a few months off, but how about running a CAP centre? (laughs) So at that point, I knew very little about CAP, but was able to connect. Uh, My daughter is in a church where they run some CAP stuff, and she knew a bit about it. And the more I heard about it, the more I was like, actually, yeah, this is a good thing to be involved in. Um, If you don't know anything about Christians Against Poverty, you want to look them up. they are um, just amazing so this is an organization that comes um, into people's lives helps them uh, with debt relief helps them sort out their financial difficulties but more than that is there with the gospel so as you visit people and you help them with one situation you're just giving them more information about jesus and about how he's paid the ultimate debt that we all have Um, Love I love that. it. I love yeah. it as a charity. I love it as the way that it works. I love the people there. I think, um, yeah, CAP is definitely something to look yeah. into.
0: It just wonderfully aligns with the gospel, doesn't yeah. it? Just beautifully. Yeah. And, and and I've seen some families that have been transformed by going through it. Mm. And, uh, you know, that is a, a wonderful project. And if you're involved in uh, CAP, which you may be running behind the scenes in your church, then then brilliant, and uh, we'd love to find out more about uh, mm. what you're doing and the difference that it makes. Um, and there are lots of different projects, aren't there, that, that kind of flow out from church offices and yeah. get involved in and people serving behind the scenes in church. Um, and one of the other projects you're involved in is called the House of Joy.
1: Yep, House of Joy South Wales is um, a very small charity which supports House of J- Joy in Uganda, which is um, works out of a little village in the bush uh, by the name of Kasala, Kasala. Um, a Muslim area, but it's a place where we've built a school and we're taking the gospel into that small community. Um, House of Joy is really um, coming alongside families there, um, supporting vulnerable children, so children who maybe are on the streets can be brought to House of Joy as a place of safety. Um, So we're providing education, but um, there's such a lot of poverty And there's some difficult stuff that goes on there. And and it's almost like House of Joy is a place of safety that's well known where children can come if they are are struggling or need help. Um, As I say, it's a very small charity. So basically, you've got the fundraising arm in the UK that supports what's going on. And we were really privileged to be able to go over for a period of just under five months just to work with the charity um get to know some of the people um left parts of our hearts there um, because it's just amazing um yeah so that's That's where my heart is really because we're sharing jesus there as well and i I just like to get i'm I'm sort of get involved with things so during the pandemic i've been able to help uh, john a bit with the food bank just go and sort some food um i've put my name down for the nhs volunteering um i suppose that's just just what makes me tick really You're um, supposed
0: to be semi retired, but you, this is a full-on, <laughs> uh, <full-time laughs> full on, full time job. Full time working. Yeah. Yeah. Mission international, mission yeah. at home, you know, serving your local church in the role that you do, and you do it brilliantly. Um, so that's just in great. And, and you should be so encouraged by all of that. That is just a blessing. And uh, if you're listening and, and you want to find out more or you want to get involved in either of these projects, and then please do uh, look up the House of Joy and, and other things that are, and CAP Ministries and those kind of things. One of the sections on the website the thechurchoffice.co.uk uh, is a projects idea section and we did a Christmas one and now we want to do a mercy project and tell you a little bit about our mercy multiplied project and this is an easy project for a church to implement you don't necessarily need a great deal of resources or time. Um, and I know for many churches their default is to go and do something like a food bank or go and do uh, another kind of mercy ministry project that might require some finances might require uh, a number of people to serve in it it almost becomes a bit of a machine that does need uh, to some continuous work, and yeah. not every church is in that situation. So we're thinking, how you've got a heart for mercy, you've got a heart to take the gospel out. What kind of project could you do that would connect with people? And today we just want to share a little bit about that. And Linda's been uh, involved in that. So the background on this project is that we were serving in food bank and. If you've got a food bank and you're working in a food bank behind the scenes at your church office, you'll know that there are a number of agents that really stand out. Those that just really want to make a difference for people. Those are just really good at their jobs and make a difference for people. And we started to think about how could we get behind some of these really good people. How could we support them in their work? How could we take the gospel out? And that was our heart to kind of identify a few people. So we identified this lady called Nicola who was working in Flying Start in Betis, in a council estate. And she was passionate about her job. Uh, She loved families, loved kids, really got a heart to make a difference. And so we contacted her, got a meeting with her and say, right, as a church, we want to get behind you. And so I asked the church for a £1,000 and asked mm-hmm. them if they would put a £1,000 in a budget that we could say to Nicola, um, make requests from us. Yep. Tell us what you need. Tell us what these people need on the front line. Not necessarily food parcels, not necessarily white goods, not all those kind of things that you can get some funding for. But what a little things could we do that could show kindness to people? And that kind of that was our key message, that people don't forget kindness. You know, we take a, a meal over to our neighbor who's just recently had a child. They're overwhelmed by it. They they remember it. Even now, five years on, the neighbors still talk about that lasagna that we took over the night that one of their kids was born and the difference it makes. And so that idea of kindness is something that really drives mm-hmm. and really is kind of behind this. So how can we show gospel kindness to people? So that was kind of where we started. And then God's done a whole load of work, as not he?
1: Yeah, and it, and it's almost like evolved. <clears throat> we didn't. I think we had that blank canvas, didn't we? Yeah. And we were like, okay, we had a few uh, a cupboard full of, of clothes, which were like, okay, what do we do with these clothes? We'd started to make the connections um, with betters, which is our local community, and um, we were looking at how can we how can we reach people? How can we how can we be Jesus in this community? How can we be kind to people? How yeah. can we love them? What can we do that will help them? And it sort of just evolved from there. So over the past few years, um, it would be hard to say it was this or it was that. Yep. It would be more this happened. And so as a response to that, we did this. So, for example, we might be sitting in the office and the telephone goes. And I remember not so long ago picking up the phone to a lady in tears and just being able to say, OK, how can we help you? Mm. And from that, we were able to signpost her to CAP, yeah. um, to the Princess Trust, to Food Bank. And I. It, it's been harder because of COVID, but I was able to go and stand at a distance on her doorstep yeah. and have a conversation. And I'm in regular contact with that lady now. We don't know where that will lead, but it's that start, lift. you know, right. somebody rings, it's a random call. You don't know who's at the other end. When your phone rings in your church office, you don't know who's on the other end. Yeah. It's those opportunities. It's thinking in that moment, Jesus, how? And the prompting of the Holy Spirit, I think, is just amazing in oh, that yeah, because definitely. sometimes you just know yeah. that this is something you need to pursue. And that's what we try to do. We try to take each little thing like that that happens yeah. and look at where that can lead because it just needs you, really. Yeah, It doesn't need to be big, does that's it? That's right.
0: No, it doesn't. And just
1: giving of your time, giving of yourself
0: yeah and that's the the beauty of this project is that the work started with investing in some of those relationships that are based in the community that are really Mm. working with people and know people's needs and know what they can do and i remember one request coming through saying that a lady had had a baby was trying to get back into work but she needed a medical to do it and the local gp surgery was going to charge her 50 pounds for the medical Mm. and she couldn't afford to pay the 50 pounds you know and we were able to step in and say less we'll pay it we'll we'll pay for that mm. medical and that lady goes on and gets a job that now is going to make a difference for her family yeah. and you know and, and you just you think we've we've played a part in that and it doesn't have to be a huge massive thing no. you know for a church we're not putting loads of money into a project we've identified someone and gone oh here's 50 pounds go and make a difference mm. go and get a job um, and that's the beauty of this project is that you can set it up in a way that asks some people to make requests from you you don't have to fulfill all the requests you know we turn away a number of different requests um, you know if we get a request for something we think yeah we've got people in the church who could really serve in this or mm. we know somebody through our contacts that could help uh, whether it be a gardening project or whether it be helping somebody um, you know who needs a, a suit for a, a job interview Uh, We've bought Hoovers. I mean, we've bought loads of different, a whole (laughs) range of things, haven't we? Uh, Yeah,
1: washing machines, fridges. Um, And sometimes it's that, isn't it? Sometimes it's there's a real need here. You can see that there's a need. And I think how we've come to that is we've built good relationships with social services, uh, with Flying Start, um, with tenancy support, with health visitors, those sorts of people that know us now. Um, that are able to ring and say I have a family that's in need and there are times when it's like we say that stuff that they need because um, sometimes life is hard and and situations change and people hit crisis but we've also had those referrals when they've gone can you be a friend to this person this person needs a friend Um, and I remember a, a really good example of somebody where Um, that was exactly what we were going for just to be a friend and I'd gone on a visit with a health visitor and met met this lady and then arranged to go back by myself to see her and I remember arriving and I think I came back to Mm. the office and as I was arriving I could see this flat was on fire and there we've got the person (laughs) that we're going to visit and her flat is on fire and I'm I'm so grateful that we were there. Yeah, I'm so grateful that we got that opportunity to be able to bring her back to our church building, and to say, "Come on, come to a yeah. safe place. Let's see what needs to be done next," and then to do liaising with the fire service and the Red Cross, uh, and just to draw in other agencies that were able to help, but then to be able to sustain that relationship, yeah, uh, and to continue to be a friend. Continue,
0: absolutely right. Um, yeah,
1: and I think that's the thing, isn't it? It starts, and it's how we are purposeful. And how we we make sure that we stay friends. Yeah. It's like yeah. any relationship. It's that two-way thing, isn't it? Where, you know, yeah, we're not the person that comes along. We help in that situation. But ultimately, we're not there to be the person saviour. Yeah. We're there to be the facilitator, yeah, to provide right. the support, to be the shoulder to cry on. Um, and that's mercy for me. That's yeah. just that reaching out. Because that's the heart of God reaching out to the people that yeah. we live with that we share this world with that are in our community
0: yeah absolutely right and it's not just about providing items like you were saying i remember there was one story where we we connected a volunteer from the church to go and take a mum to go and choose some flooring and she had a little and been moved by the council and mm-hmm. had arrived with no absolutely no flooring throughout a, a little flat And um, instead of just providing the flooring, we were like, right, we want to build relationally with the Mm -hmm. lady. So we connected a lady from the church and we said, take her out and go and buy her the floor that she wants. And um, I remember the lady sharing the story is that when she went to pick her up from the house, the lady sat in the back of the car um, and was quite, you know, reserved, Mm. didn't obviously know what to expect, you know, was quite distant um, and they went and chose the floor and and on the way back the lady jumped from the back into the front seat mm-hmm. and all the way home then from the shop where they bought the flooring they've just had like their best friends they're talking and she's sharing some of the challenges she faces and this lady's talking to her about some of the things that she's gone through in her life and then they're going to pray together at the end of the car journey and there's a friendship that's been built that's and brilliant. started and established in, in it and mm. you just think that's just incredible. Um, and that's the difference that a mercy project can make. And it was yeah. a, a letter that came from a health visitor saying, you know, this lady really needs some flooring. But it's taking that opportunity and going, you know, God, would you do a work in this lady's life? And mm-hmm. let's go and do it. And let's mm-hmm. not just provide the flooring. Let's take her on a journey with us mm-hmm. and, and share our life and share the gospel with her as we go. And, and
1: and people are shocked by that. Yeah, they are. Yeah, People are shocked when you say to somebody... Do you want to come for a coffee? Let's go and have a coffee together. Let's go and get some lunch together. Or can I take you and your kids to the farm?
0: Yeah. That was a great day when you did uh, that. That was yeah.
1: brilliant. But people are shocked. Yeah. They don't quite know what to do with it. Yeah. But it's lovely because you're just able to be to be normal. Yeah. Just be okay. Let's go to the farm. Let's walk through the mud. Let's, you know, feed the animals or whatever. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's people are shocked by kindness. Yeah, they are. And they, they remember really it. Yeah. I remember
0: we paid for a lady to have a haircut because the, the health <laughs> visitor was concerned that this lady's well-being and just said she wasn't mm. in a good place. And we, we were trying to come up with ways that we could just bless this lady. And it was like, right, well, let's let's go and take her for a haircut mm. and, and just bless her in that way. and um, And it's really so simple, but yet so effective, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's been absolutely. kind of our experience. So if you're thinking about a mercy project that you'd like to do or you've got a real heart to mercy and you don't know where to start then contact some agents contact some people in your local mm-hmm. community and see how the Spirit of God leads you to yeah. identify people that you think yeah this person's got a real like-mindedness as a heart you might even have a Christian midwife or uh, somebody in the community uh, you may even already have people from your church serving in a community way And so start those discussions and start to think about, yeah, actually this could work. And we just asked for a thousand pounds from the church. You could start with 200 pounds. You could start Mm -hmm. with 500 um, and take people on a journey and see, you know, what kind of fruit and what kind of benefit that you get from doing that. Mm -hmm.
1: I think the other thing that we want to say there is that sometimes it's the people that are serving the people in our community that also need somebody to talk to yes and i think we've come across that as well where we've we've built good relationships with um you know social workers or health visitors whoever um and sometimes they've just rung for a chat because they need to unburden and i think we're going to see more of that after this pandemic with the stress that's on people i think we have to be available to those people as well so it's looking at yes they're they're providing the service but they also need us in a different way but they still need us
0: absolutely right i think
1: i think that's another area that you could think about when you're making those links how can you support the people that are working in your community
0: yeah and you can tag this on to other projects so you know it's linked really well with food bank isn't it and you've been able to go and befriend and and get involved in in families where our food bank staff are going oh there's something here Mm. we we want to you know, get behind this family and bless this family. Yeah, um, and that's yeah been Rosie, great.
1: who works in our food bank, yeah. she's just amazing at that. Um, she'll be there. She'll be giving food out, and then she'll suddenly say, she'll call me and she'll say, "Can you come and talk to this lady? <laughs> I think she needs more than we're just offering." And so yeah. you get that that input. So we're working together, um, just to, I don't know, reach just a little bit further in and see what what God yeah. wants to do in a particular situation. Yeah.
0: Them. Yeah, absolutely right. And I think we, we've constantly been trying to uh, link people in the church to the project, haven't we? And I think if you're yeah. trying to run a project, you know, as one person, it doesn't work. You need yeah. other people on board, don't you, to absolutely. be able to grow this, to be able to befriend. And it does take time, doesn't it, to get on the phone and ring people and see how they're doing. So you yeah. need to kind of gather a small community in the church who have got the same heart.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, I think people get nervous of it. Yeah, They think, I can't do it. They worry about, I won't know what to say or how will I deal with this. But it's no different yeah. to any other friendship. Yeah. It is about friendship, isn't it? Absolutely. So I think if you feel that that nervousness, if your heart is turned towards God and your heart is for the people, then he will give you what to say. Yeah. You don't need to worry about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. And and there's safeguards in place, isn't there, to help people on mm-hmm. and that. And, and, you know, if you're thinking about starting this project or you you'd think oh this is a great idea i wonder how i can do it at my church then please get in contact with the church office or get in contact with us here at Christchurch in newport um you know that's more important we'd love to be able to get behind you and help serve you to facilitate you and tell you more about what we've done and how we've done it and to, to get something underway for you so we've called the project mercy multiplied so that we can go and you know just multiply his mercy mm. in the community and um that's that's the kind of idea so how what are your plans for the future and how you want to develop this because we're in the middle of a pandemic uh all the plans that we have (laughs) have all gone by the way all the restrictions that we can't you know you can't now go and meet for a coffee Mm. in the same way and we've got to do things differently and um what would be your real heart if you coming out of the pandemic as as you can come into much more in-person meetings again we can we can start those kind of relationships and building those things again what would you love to to see mercy multiplied developing
1: i think um where we are at the moment we've got a a group almost there's a group of people out there that i'm regularly contacting and i think we need to bring those people in more. So one of the things that we talked about um, before COVID was that we would start maybe a tea time thing. So we'd have, we just put on a real simple tea, beans on toast or something, and just say to people, come and have tea with us. Just come and sit with us. Let's have tea together. Let's put something on for the kids. Let's do some craft for them. But then also let's take the opportunity to talk a little bit more about the gospel. Mm -hmm. Let's maybe look at studying Mark together, maybe doing a Christianity Explore course. Let's start to um, develop those relationships in a different way, um, but at the same time still looking for more relationships. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think we need to to start to do that really to start to bring people more into into and that's hard because you know the people some of the people that I speak to now I'm speaking to on the phone, they haven't got a clue who I am because mm-hmm. I've not been able to go yeah. to their home. so I'm saying, you no, know, This is who I am, this is what I do, and I'm just ringing you for a chat, make sure you're okay. But to be able to develop those relationships. Um, I remember at Christmas, there was one lady just like that I'd been talking to on the phone. She didn't know who I was, and I went to her home just on the off chance with a, a Christmas hamper. And bless her, she burst into tears because it was just like a friendly face has just turned up at my door with a few treats for Christmas. Um, I'd like to pursue some more of those relationships yeah. I'd like to build on that I'd love for us to run a cap center don't know if that's ever going to happen but I do see that as another way and these things all working together yeah. you know with food bank because I know our food bank team have a real heart for Jesus as yeah, well and absolutely. they want to draw people in yeah, right. so we're all trying to work together um, so yeah I think we just need to do that i I don't know where God's going to take it. But I think if we're open to what he says and if we yeah. if we start to think okay let's try this and I think it's okay if something doesn't work. Yeah. We try it. If it doesn't work, we try something else. It really doesn't matter. Um it's just that willingness I think yeah. to, to try different things. So I think that's what we'll go for uh, as and when we can. Yeah. Um just we can do it. maybe bringing people into our building a bit more and spending a bit more quality time with them.
0: Yeah, absolutely right yeah and it's it's people have got to see it as gospel work haven't they? and absolutely building relationships to to share Mm. the gospel and and that's why we do it we don't want to just do kindness and do good deeds you know that's not what we're about but we want to point people to jesus we want to tell people about jesus and that's really what Mm. what really does motivate and if the more we can get people into the word and to go through the gospels Mm. i think it is going to change change more and more people okay it's great to uh, hear the stories and it's great for any project isn't it that mm. that makes a difference in people's lives and, yep. and to recommend and And if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking right Gav, Linda give me a step by step guide how do I start this what do we do first what does it look like what are some of the action points of go- taking this forward where would you start first of all
1: okay I, I'd say you've got to start with someone who's got a heart for people yep yeah. Okay, that's gotta be your starting point because you need the right person to to almost be that front person. Yeah. Um somebody I, who others can easily relate to, that they can come to trust, because that's where a lot of this comes from. Yeah, indeed. It's about relational, isn't it? It's it's relational, they, they get to know you, they trust you, they know that, that you're gonna do yeah. something good.
0: And in your church, that might not be you, you might be listening to this thinking oh this person in our church would yep. be fantastic at this yeah um and you could facilitate some of the stuff behind the scenes and so yeah it's kind of thinking about your church what gifting have you got in your church yeah. Who, who's got a real heart for mercy what linda's saying here yeah um can you identify a person like that if it's not you um, and if it is you then then great um and draw others in. And, and Yeah,
1: because they might be good at that but not be good at the admin side of stuff and yeah. trying to, to keep records and, and make sure that we're where we're supposed to be at the right times and things like that. I think the other thing I'd say is um, you've got to keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah. This has got to be gospel-focused. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's the motivation, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's your your heart is about be intentional, be willing to share what you know with other people. That's That's where it comes from, yeah. isn't it? That's yeah. where that heart for people comes from. And then I think I would... I mean, what we did was we looked at what our community needed. Yeah. You know, we've got betters right on our doorstep. This is where we wanted to start because this is our local community. These yeah. are the people that we're called to be among. So looking at where's your sphere of influence? Where Where is it that you could... Touch people's lives in your community. And that's going to be different for everybody, isn't it? Yeah, that is right. You know, if you're um, depending on the type of area you live in, different things are needed. So it's just looking at what's needed. Where could I start? and then just start really simply I think
0: yeah and it doesn't have to be the most deprived area it no. doesn't have to be it has to be within your local community isn't it and yeah. I think you know do some research what are some of the projects that are serving people in the community yeah. you know have a conversations with a midwife or a health visitor or a GP surgery mm-hmm or a youth club or all these different things we've spoken to uh, head teachers haven't we we've spoken to teachers um, and that we've come across and we're just trying to find out the lay of the land if you like in that community and it doesn't have to be a huge research project it just has to be you'll pick up the heartbeat of the community straight away after you've spoken to a few people
1: I think so and I think as well sometimes they'll say well we've got this project going on but we don't have anybody to do something X, Y whatever it is could you do that? Um, and that's where you start you just start there and then you wait and see where god leads I, I think it's as simple as that it's just looking at your community what's your heart saying for this community where yeah. where do you want to help
0: yeah absolutely and and the starting place was we said to these um the folk that we identified or the projects or the people you know make requests from us yeah um yeah we we may not be able to help you um but we want to hear it and yeah. and if where we can we we'll do our best and
1: so we did a quite a simple referral form, didn't we? We yeah. had a form that we just said, who are you? Um, what's the need that you want to bring to our attention? Um, and if if it's important, if we need it, give us the information of yeah. that person that we can either make direct contact or we can make contact through you. And that simple referral was our, our sort of, here it is, yeah. here we are, ask us, let's see what we can do. And some of those referrals have been for, I think we spoke earlier about, you know, items or yeah. clothing or food but others of them have just been about support yeah friendship or, yeah. yeah loneliness friendship. yeah taking somebody somewhere being a support to somebody that maybe has a hospital appointment or you know just those things that people can say are you able to do this yeah and i think um that the agencies working in our communities are shocked by that yeah, yeah. they find that unusual
0: they do yeah they do um, and and it's those small little things that do give yourself a good reputation to be able Mm. to do it you know we're not going to go and force the gospel on anyone you know we want to win people and we want to share jesus but we want to share it in the right way and and initially you've got to really work hard at those relationships and buy the pair of shoes for the kids do this you know they've got to be able to trust you you've got to go and share your life with them Mm. um and yeah we take every opportunity that you have then to share the gospel And we did make that clear didn't we to to some of the agencies that you know we're a church. We want to tell people about Jesus, absolutely, um, and we want to serve people. And you know, this is this is how we're going to do it. And do you do you agree with that? Is there any challenges with that and having those conversations?
1: And I think being clear, because I've had situations where people have said to me, "But why would you do that?" Yeah, and that's your opportunity then to say, "Well, because of what I believe because because of Jesus," yeah. and and that gives you your opportunity just to share because people do question. Yep. Why you would be kind? Why you'd take them for coffee? Why you do this? And it's those simple things that you do, that will speak the heart of Jesus.
0: Yeah. Um, so once you've got those referrals yeah. in place, once you've got that that kind of network, I suppose beginning to start, mm. then it's trying to find people in the church you can you know you can connect yeah. or you can connect yourself and deliver the things that are being requested and asked for. Um, And again, we're not working on anyone's timescale. We're working on the timescale that works for the church, aren't we? We're not guaranteeing we'll do it in a day or a week. We're saying, great, leave that with us. Or, sorry, we can't fulfill that one. Or, yes, we're going to do this one. And we'd love to take the lady out and go and buy her new clothes um, Mm -hmm. and do the relational bit in that and taking her to do it. Um, So all of that begins to start to happen.
1: Yeah, and I think don't be discouraged if it doesn't happen quickly Mm -hmm. because it does take time. It's like any relationship; it takes time to build, um, and time for trust to grow. And I think just do the little things that eventually lead to that relationship blossoming. Yeah. So the relationships that we now have with uh, those working in our community are are huge, yeah. Um, compared to what they were three or four years ago, but when we started, it was it was a slow, yeah, a slow burn. But it was fine.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. Um, and then get <coughs> get the right kind of. Um, small amounts of paperwork in place you know um you know set up systems in place you know with with petty cash or or with receipts and you know get get those kind of procedural things in place so that so that this isn't just you know you going out representing your church and giving out loads of different things but mm. actually just kind of start to kind of create that little bit of structure um get the treasure on board get the secretary on board you know we we set up a small facebook group didn't we insane right we might inform people of just Needs that come up, yeah. and there might be people in the church who couldn't go, "Oh yeah, I'll jump on that straight yeah. away." Yeah. So getting those little communication things uh, set up and, and ready to run.
1: And if that isn't your forte, get somebody else to do it. So I'm not a great one for social media, so I usually say, "Karen, can you put a Facebook <laughs> shout out for <laughs> this?" Because that's not my gifting. That's not yeah. that's not something I'm good at. But if I know there's a need and I pass that on, I know somebody else will act on that. Yeah. 'Cause it isn't about one person. This is about people working together. Yeah. Absolutely, it's like us right. all coming together. Food bank working with Mercy, working with whoever. Yeah. You know, it's um it's an evolving thing it is, it <laughs> that is. people get involved in. Yeah. Or sometimes you might be having a conversation with somebody and you think, um, oh, I know somebody in the church that knows something about that and yeah. then you're able to say, Let me put you in touch with somebody else. Yeah, it is right. it's organic. It, yeah, it's Yeah, it is, yeah. You can't almost pin it down. Sometimes it just it just happens on a daily basis.
0: And one of the things I love is that you know somebody will say on the, we'll put on the Facebook group right we need some bunk beds and someone in the church goes I've got some and we're like right you go and deliver it to this family um, and so you, you're kind of building the connections across the church and getting mm. people involved that way and uh, people love it and then you find out that actually a friendship has blossomed from mm. this you know connection yeah (laughs) and you didn't even you're not even involved (laughs) anymore
1: (laughs) (laughs) which is great because that's how it should be and i just love it when folk in our church go well no i won't only deliver it i'll put it together yeah and i'll stay and i'll oh and then i'll go back and i'll take them something to eat and and that's like that extra yeah Yeah. that's amazing and and we are so blessed that we have our church family who do that yeah absolutely. they don't have to be ask they 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 sort of you give them the initial bit and then they just run with it yeah. and that's brilliant
0: and i think that that works for people doesn't it because people are busy they've got busy mm. lives going on mm. and you want to serve in the church so they're, they're signed up on rotors kids ministry welcome all these different things and people find it hard to commit to stuff extra on top of those things sometimes so you know you we have a uh, there's a lot of people who are retired who serve in the food bank because they've got more time mm. and um And I I love this because we get everyone involved in the church um, because they're one-offs or it's a weekend or it's one evening. It's not necessarily regular, regular. Mm. um, You know, oh, I'd love to do that. And then they get involved in that project and then they just take on that relationship and get to know them. It's manageable, isn't it, in that kind of way.
1: And then they get to know somebody and then they invite them to stuff that's happening in their gospel community. So in their small group then, they're able to say... So and so lives just down from me. Let's invite them, let's bring them in. Yeah, um, and that way you're, you're just drawing people into your church family, aren't you? And, yeah, and that's just lovely. Yeah, really and there's
0: is. so many other strategies, isn't there, to get people involved. You're talking about gospel communities, yeah, perfect way, isn't it? Yeah, you, you're yeah. in a gospel community because you want to reach out with the gospel in your locality. Um, you could start this, you could start a small project mm-hmm. just in your own group. Um. Let alone sort of a church wide thing. But uh mm. but this is the beauty of it is you can scale it up and scale it down to whatever you need. It, you can work with the resources, the volunteers, and the time that you've got. And and I think that's that's uh, what's wonderful about this mm. uh this project, this mercy project. All right, Linda. Thank you for telling us well, not just the joy of hearing <coughs> your heart for mercy, but uh the difference that it makes. And uh yeah. And if you're involved, or you you've heard this and gone, ah, oh, I'd love to know more. I'd love to do this. Then please get in contact with the church office, or or with Christchurch directly, and ring the office and and make contact us. We'd love to to serve you and help you get get something up and running. All right. Great. Thanks. Thank you very much. <laughs>